What's up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to episode 17 of the Review Point Podcast, coming to you, of course, from fanboysanonymous.com. I am Tony Mango. I'm joined tonight by Caroline Oliveira. Hello. We're going to talk about Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Now, just to give you a little backstory of what the hell Review Point is, it's pretty simple. It's just kind of a review thing. We talk about what we think was a hit, a miss, positives, negatives, etc., etc. That's an easier way for us to review stuff instead of having to go beat by beat and, you know, kind of doing it like that. But uh, also need to uh, remind everybody that we will be talking about some spoilers here. So if you have not seen the movie yet and you don't want to know what's happening, bookmark this, go watch the movie, then come back and listen to us. Or if you don't care, then listen to us ahead of time. But just don't blame us because you know, <laughs> we, we told you. So overall first impressions, what did you think about the movie? Uh, well, I, I just want to say right from the get-go, that action movies are not, like, my forte. So I'll, I might be saying stuff that you guys would be like, oh, she has no idea what she's talking about. So just, like, give me a break. Um, I actually liked it. I I went in not really having any high hopes. I, it's like, I mean, I had some high hopes because I really lo- love Simon Pegg. Um, but... I was I was really unsure. I mean, it's a good action movie, and I feel that you don't really have to be a Mission Impossible fan to enjoy it. I mean, I haven't seen all the movies, and I could follow uh, fairly easily. And it, it was it was okay. I mean, it was a good action movie. Which ones have you seen? I've seen the first one that I actually rewatched today, and oh man, that that one is so bad. Boring. <laughs> pretty damn boring. Um, I saw Ghost Protocol, and I saw, oh, wait, Ghost Protocol was the fourth one, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the one that yeah. came before this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I watched the the first, the second, and Ghost Protocol. So, the second one with all the doves and... Yes, yeah, that one I actually <laughs> watched when I used to live in Brazil in an English class. And I still have no idea why they picked this movie. Because it's not like it's really, like, dialogue-heavy. But, I mean, I remember watching it. No, and the, it's not a classic. It, or, you know, <laughs> well, I guess, really you know. Yeah, it really is. But, you know, Tom Cruise climbing cliffs and doves flying. That's, that's America. <laughs> if you are interested, by the way, anybody listening in our uh, four real movie club that we did, we did the four Mission Impossible movies that come before Rogue Nation and essentially the second film breaks down to us talking about how handsome Tom Cruise is with that long hair. <laughs> Especially Sean. He's just kind of like, yeah, he's hot. But I gotta say, I like the movie too. Um, I think that overall these movies keep getting better. Yeah. Like the first one's pretty <laughs> tough to get through. Yeah. And second one's like kind of goofy and, you know, but it's a little bit more entertaining. The third one's like legitimately just better and gross, uh, gross protocol, ghost protocol <laughs> kind of starts like getting into a better rhythm. And I think that this one kind of carries that over. I really like on top of it that they keep this continuity going a little bit. Like um, in the third film, they're dealing with his wife. And then one of the big story lines uh, in um, Ghost Protocol is the whole, like, what happened to his wife. And at the end of it, they introduce that he's looking for the syndicate. And then, bam, that's our plot for this one. You know, it's the syndicate. And they even reference back, like, uh, that the missile hit that one part of um, that one building. I can't remember (laughs) the name of it in this movie. Like, 
that was like kind of cool. I thought that was a hit. Yeah. Uh, but for those who don't know what the movie's about, quick little breakdown. Uh, well, all right. If you don't know what the impossible mission force is, then you're really going to be lost. But essentially, <laughs> uh, Tom Cruise, Ethan Hunt, he's our main spy. He works for the impossible mission force, which is kind of like an offshoot of the CIA. They're not officially like the NSA, but they sort of are kind of essentially let's make up a fake thing so we can do a whole bunch of crazy shit and not have to like answer to it. And, um, they are, kind of against, uh, and I think they refer to it as an anti-IMF. The syndicate is made up of a bunch of former agents from different countries, and they're all trying to incite chaos and stuff. There you go. Basic, simple yeah. plot. You know, It's not like a, a thinking man's movie. Not at all, yeah. <laughs> but um, we deal with a couple of the main characters that have been, over the course of the past couple of movies, uh, Jeremy Renner is William Brandt. They introduced him to the last film, Simon Pegg, you mentioned earlier, he's Benji Dunn. He's kind of the Q, essentially. You got Luther, uh, not Luther. Yeah, yeah. Luther, Luther, Luther uh, yeah. Stickle. I'm thinking, I'm flashing back to uh, Pulp Fiction. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, he's not that. He's Marcellus. But... Marcellus! <laughs> he does so not great. look like a bitch. <laughs> In the fifth, your ass goes down, Solomon. <laughs> uh, he is back as Luther Stickle, Ving Rhames. Um, we've got the obligatory, you gotta have the, the f- main female character, that's Ilsa Faust, and I don't remember who plays her, because I don't remember if I've ever seen her in anything, uh, but... Rebecca, I think, was it, Re- I've, I just watched it, I have no excuse, I, I know her last name is Ferguson, uh, I'm guessing Rebecca Ferguson, but I might be wrong. Yep, Rebecca Ferguson. Oh, yay! Uh, we also have Alec Baldwin is CIA director Alan Hunley, and our main villain is Sean Harris. He plays Solomon Lane, who is creepy as fuck oh in a lot God. of different ways. Oh my God, yes. Mostly his voice. His upper jaw freaks me <laughs> out. Like, his profile, he looks as if he's, like, constantly sucking on a pacifier because <laughs> he has, like, a little, like, mouth of a fit. I don't know. He has a mouth of a fish, and he kind of looks slightly alien-esque. He's weird. And he has, like, the whole um, Steve Jobs wardrobe thing going <laughs> on. Uh, he's very... He's bizarre. Did you like him as a villain? Do you think that's a hit or a miss? You know what? I... And I'm sorry, everybody who is a big fan of Mission Impossible, but I I cannot compare, I cannot help it, but compare it to the Bond movies a lot. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that I love in the Bond movies are the villains. I think they're so layered and and weird and they have like stuff going on. And this one, he looked really weird. Um, But I kind of like, I mean, we had so little on his backstory. He was... He was a, a, a British intelligence agent, and he just decided that he just wanted to create chaos or something like that. I'm probably like missing stuff, <laughs> but I just I didn't get um, a lot for him. Yes, he was creepy, but to me, he was very shallow. Like he only had like one side, and he was just like creepy, and he had very fashion-forward glasses. <laughs> and that was it. So I kind of wish that they had spent more time with him and made him 
a little bit more interesting. Now, I've said before many, many times that I'm a huge James Bond fan, so I always compare them to. And yeah. I got to kind of agree. Like, I liked him in it, but he was a little bit flat. And yeah. One of my problems with the Mission Impossible films is not only the fact that, like, there's always a scene where somebody can just rip off a mask and it's like, oh, my God, it's such a <laughs> fake out. But yeah. at the same time, what bugs me is every one of these movies has been something about like the IMF is a problem. Right. So I like in this movie, even they're pointing out, they're like, well, IMF keeps like saving the day, but they keep fucking things up too. And right, it's like, yeah. you think about it and spoilers, of course, if you haven't seen the movie, it ends up being that not only is this former British agent, the head of this terrorist organization, but also the good British agent is a part of this. He's created the whole damn thing. Right. And it's like, God damn it. Like first movie is all about IMF guy goes rogue. Second movie is IMF guy goes rogue. Third movie is IMF guy goes rogue. Fourth <laughs> movie. I can't even remember the fuck. Oh, that was the, um, the, where they, the- they has to be on the run because they think that they've yeah. gone rogue. And then yeah. in this one, they're on the run because they think that they've gone rogue and they have absolutely like the reason to believe that because they fucking did almost. <laughs> it's like, right. Yeah. Damn it. Like you never hear this happening with MI6. Exactly. <laughs> I kind of wish that there was like some sort of like cross movie between them and, uh, uh Bond would kick his ass. <laughs> yeah. Bond will kick his ass, like looking fly in his cars, like doing everything he can and being like nice looking and just, Badass and <laughs> Ethan Hunt is being a retard. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think of Ethan? Like his character's gotten a little bit more of a darker edge to it, it seems, over the past couple of movies. And I liked him in this one a little bit more than maybe mm. the last one because he was like he was a little bit more vicious. Yeah, he killed a lot more people in this movie. I think. Yeah, right. I I wasn't sure if it was imagining things or maybe I'm seeing too much horror, but I felt that this movie overall was way more violent than the other ones. Like even when um, Elsa kills um, the bone doctor, like that was like, I wasn't, I mean, it was, we, we didn't see like a big gruesome death, but it was kind of like cringeworthy. It was like, Oh, okay. They went there. Um, well, anyways, um, what do I think about Ethan? Um, I don't dislike him as a hero. Yes, like comparing to how he started on the first movie, he's so much better now. Um, The main problem that I have, I think it's because my mind has a hard time separating the character, Ethan, from Tom Cruise, (laughs) the character. so some like in the movie, I was like watching when he starts getting aggravated and he starts screaming. I just had like a flashback of him on uh, Oprah jumping on the couch and I'm like, oh man, that sucks. Like it took me out of the movie. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I just I he like I don't think he's a bad actor. I just feel like I'm just like so conditioned of like t- like seeing him doing crazy things, um, even though he has toned down a lot lately. Um, but character-wise, I, I mean, I just, yeah, I mean, he's all right. I love, I like Bond way more than 
I like him, but he he's okay. I mean, I kind of liked in this movie that he messed up with the whole like um, when he was underwater and he was um, and he he got hit with the whatever that thing that was like rotating uh, was, and he messed up the cards for a second. Of course, everything was fine at the end, but um, like that was I I kind of like when I see somebody who tends to be this action hero that you know it's going to get shit done at the end of the day. I like to see them mess up and show more like a vulnerable side to them. So he's much better than he was, yeah. And he's a lot more believable, even though he's older. Like, I kind of... I don't know, like, I believe in this guy being able to kill people more than when he was 30. (laughs) He just seemed like a a little kid or something. Yeah, he really looked so young. So, so young. I'll tell you who I don't really like, though. I don't like Jeremy Renner's character all that much. He's a little bit mm-hmm. bland and boring. I mean, he's not, like, bad. Like, he's not a character that, like, I was bored when I was he was on screen and stuff. But in comparison to somebody like Benji, yeah, like, Benji's fun and, you know, interesting. And then Brant comes on the scene, and every single line that he has is just kind of like, I don't know what we should do, guys. And like, Yeah, ex- I feel like... He would be such a like it was such a missed opportunity with his character because if they had played more on that side of him being more conflicted, like what should should he do? Like, should he keep protecting Ethan and believing in him, or should he actually be doing something else? Like, I I liked when he decided to call the CIA guy, and then later we see that he was like kind of like part of the plan. but that was the one moment in the movie that I was like, oh, okay, I actually might like this character a little better because he did one thing that, to me, felt more believable for his character. Like, he was... Was he, like, the... He wasn't, like, the director of the... Like, what is his role in the Mission Impossible? Um, Jeremy Renner's? Yeah. The Ghost Protocol one, he was, like... um he was an agent that was assigned to protect Ethan's wife. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And it was that whole thing where he thought that she got killed, so then he went into just, like, the analytical stuff and um, tried to get, like, a hold of him and wasn't sure if he should tell him, but then he found out at the end that it was all, like, a ruse, and then he was just kind of mm. like, oh, I guess I'll be yeah, a normal yeah. guy again. And then it was like, but I'm still going to be a bureaucratic asshole. <laughs> right, right. I-, I thought that in this movie he was meant to be, like, a higher... Um, agent or something because he, I mean, the movie starts pretty much with him in front of the Senate. Um, right. So like I thought he between. Yeah, exactly. Like a in between guy, somebody that you know, um, whatever. Like he would be like the face you know, of the group. Um, but I feel like, yeah, he he flatlined. Like he he could have been such a good character, and and Jeremy, he's a good actor too. Um, I remember in, like, his, one of his, like, first movies, he, he played Jeffrey Dahmer, the serial killer, and I still love that movie. <laughs> like, to me, that's all, like, I think about when I, when I see him on screen. So he definitely knows what to do. He just, I feel like his role just kind of got lost and wasn't really given a lot of attention in the movie. Especially yeah. since he gave so much to Benji. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, how can you not? I mean, Simon Tag is just so so cool. <laughs> oh, well, you're talking about cool. You got to talk about Ving Rhames. 
Oh, just yeah. comes up, puts his hat on, just kind of like, yo, what's up? <laughs> yeah, I could be doing this at home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad they added him back in here, though, because he was missing from Ghost Protocol. He, only, he was only in one scene. And it was just kind of like, damn, like, I like Luther. He's cool. Yeah, he's a cool character. And I think he's like a puppy dog. Like, he's so faithful to Ethan. He's like, yo, if I feel like you're playing the wrong side. Hmm. <laughs> like, aww, <laughs> you're so cute. <laughs> what did you think of Ilsa? I thought she was all right. Like, she, you know, she held her own. She wasn't that stereotypical, yes. you know, oh, well, she's beating a guy up and we need to broadcast it over air. It's like, well, and she's a woman, that kind of a thing. But she wasn't a damsel in distress either. So it was like a good, happy medium. Like, yeah, they could have made her character male and it would have made any difference whatsoever. And True. it's good to just be like, but she's a female. Okay, go go with it. Like, Yeah. And the one thing I really, really appreciated, and like, I, 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 I've been thinking a lot about this, how like female characters sometimes, they're either very feminine and like the dental in distress and they need to be saved, they need to be helped, or they're like the badass chicks who have like the studs on their belts and they have like, a wife beater on, you know, like they're like yeah, Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, exactly. So it's almost like there's these two types of uh, major like female characters, and I thought that she was she was good at fighting, like uh, at the scene where she's in a knife fight. Like that was so badass to me. I love that because it's so physical, and she gets she gets like knocked out and she gets punched, and that was cool too. Um, but at the same time. She always presented herself as a woman. Like she wasn't trying to be. She she wasn't trying to look badass. Like she was always like wearing like really nice outfits that looked good on her. Um, there Especially were, at like, the opera. Yeah, I was just gonna say like that that dress at the opera was so gorgeous. And yeah, there was that scene that I felt was kind of like oh, of course, like you have have a scene where she shows her leg and there's like. A big, like, focus on the camera. Like, fine. But... That was the scene where my friend uh, who was watching it next to me was just like, hmm. Just like, <laughs> I woke up. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I feel like for a movie like Mission Impossible, I would guess that there would have they would have more scenes like that one. And I was kind of happy that it was just, like, one scene and she wasn't, like, being shown as this sex object all the time like she was badass and for uh and you kind of i kind of wasn't sure if i could trust her right away and she was just very smart and she was cool and i thought that i liked her i actually really liked her and the way that she killed the bone doctor with that knife like girlfriend i like that I i'm really very liked. glad that she didn't kiss ethan at the end me too i they're gonna make out now it's gonna be so stupid or they're gonna like she's gonna be like oh you know where to find me and then it's gonna be a scream like a few months later and it's gonna be like her and ethan in cuba like some baby or right. something like that and i was just glad that it was just like a hug and um at the same time she was very she was very like tender and and loving to him the way she hugged him but he wasn't oh I'm, let's make out and <laughs> let me like let me throw you against the wall and rip your clothes off and it was just, it was nice it was refreshing i like that there's a good difference when it comes to ethan hunt and bond because bond would be like <laughs> so fuck <laughs> yes exactly i just remember 
last movie where the girl is like saying that she's been like on pretty much like a, a sex slave and she's been like been like <laughs> part of like the sexual traffic and she's been taken to a bunch of different places cuts to he enters the shower her and he has sex with her like oh my god you're such a douchebag <laughs> just pops up behind her and he's just kind of like what you're used to it Come oh on. you're used to it yeah why not you know <laughs> oh but it's okay it's daniel craig so he can do whatever he wants <laughs> he's a sexy monkey looking man i love him monkey looking <laughs> <laughs> Because when you think sexy looking, you think monkeys. <laughs> him in particular, like I, he, I'm very attracted to him. He does look like a monkey, though. Like he's very sexy. He's a sexy monkey. Okay. <laughs> mm. If anybody needs to take a direct quote from this podcast, it'll be that. <laughs> Daniel Craig is a sexy monkey, says Caroline Oliver. <laughs> I'm gonna have to try to remember that for Spectre when it comes. Out. <laughs> oh yes, I'm so pumped for that <laughs> for so many reasons. Yeah. When that trailer came on before this movie, I was just kind of like, "Yeah, that's gonna be even better than this." Like, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, totally. And Monica Bellucci's gonna be in it, and she's just so amazing. I love her. It's gonna be good. So, what was your favorite action scene in the movie like, for this one? Not Spectre. My favorite, favorite one, I would say, was the knife fight between Elsa and the guy. Um, if not that one, I had a lot of fun with the whole motorcycle thing. And normally I don't really like car chases and stuff like that. I don't know if it was because they were in Morocco and like those those roads they were at were so like scary and there are so many trucks around. That was cool. Um, yeah, but I would still go with the knife fight. <laughs> I'd probably go with the gunfight at the end. Oh, okay. Like, uh, I mean, I, I liked the idea of the airplane at the beginning. That was kind of cool. Oh, yeah. But there was something about the sound, at the very least, when it came to the gunfight at the end that I really stood out to me. Like, they mm-hmm. were, the gunshots really packed a punch, and I was just kind of like, damn, that's really good that they were able to, like... You know, they when you hear them shoot out the glass in a car, it actually yeah. was like very crisp and stuff. And yeah, there, there was. I feel like they did that. They did a real. Now thinking about it, like they did a really good job of gunshots. The one time where um, Lane he he points the well, Elsa comes and she tells him like, "Oh, if you want to kill me, like be a man about it and kill me right now." And he shoots. His gun and I mean her gun and but he catches the the guy behind her, like I that startled me like that sound went like oh oh my god like, I thought that she was shot and yeah you're right it was totally the sound and that was really really cool and the music was really nice too throughout the movie. Oh, that theme song is just so good. It really is. It's it not really... as good as the one, but <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> I don't remember much of the rest of the soundtrack, though. Like, I, I'll have to go back and listen to it. Because either it was good enough that it blended in the background, or it was, uh, it wasn't memorable enough that it stood out. Like, I can't really tell if it's, that's a positive or a negative. Hmm. Well, I remember this one specific point in the movie where it was... And I feel like they did that throughout the movie. They took the theme music... And then they just did, like, soft variations on it. So if it was, like, a slower scene, not that this movie is slow by any means, um, 
they kind of took that. I think it was like during the opera even that they switched the song a, a little bit around where it would still make sense while the opera was playing, but it was you could still detect that it was the the Mission Impossible music, and I thought that was pretty cool. And the opera was really awesome. Like I I want to go to that opera shit. Oh, see, I with, can't stand that stuff. <laughs> that dress. No, that that looked so cool. Come on, like it was Japanese, and they had masks, and they had like a a, a cherry tree in there. It was so cool. <laughs> oh, you're selling me on it with that cherry tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Let's see what else we have here. Music we covered. We covered uh, action. Anything that stood out to you, positive or negative, for special effects? Um, like visual effects or like more like makeup related stuff yes. i'll talk about both <laughs> not um visually it was so cool like all those gadgets the key thing uh the whole computer hidden inside the opera uh book was really really cool too um I mean, I'm just kind of a sucker for any movie that has, like, really cool technology like that. It's just, like, so, yeah. Like, it's 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 very futuristic, but to me, I still feel like it could happen at any moment. Like, it, if if people, if Apple wanted to do it, they probably <laughs> If they wanted to make a flute gun? Yeah, oh my god! Yes, that gun was so cool! Uh, okay, that was probably, like, my favorite weapon in a movie and i did love the knives but that gun was so badass that was so cool that was, I, I i'm gonna go on and on about that gun but i think it was like, it was, <laughs> i like that too i thought that was really cool it was awesome like it was so so cool um special effects wise i mean the one thing that i have with um the Mission Possible movies, uh, which is, it's just me being a total snob, is the whole mask stuff. Like, it just mm-hmm. bothers me how they, like, take this mask that is just, like, shapeless, and they put it on, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, that person is just, like, it changes their face 100%, and it's already, like, glued down, and when they want to get rid of it, they just rip it out, and I'm like, oh, my God, if you did that in real life, you wouldn't have, like, the first layer, or maybe the third and the second layer of your skin. In your, fla- in your face anymore. <laughs> but, I mean, other than that, it was good. I mean, I guess for everything that Ethan went through in the movie, at the end, he only had, like, seven scratches on his face. <laughs> and they're but conveniently it, in, like, photogenic uh, yeah, parts. You, you gotta keep him gorgeous, I guess. And, um... A little bit below the eye on the one yeah, side. Yeah, was a like, little bit on the forehead. Like. No dirt around the 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 blood. It was just super clean. It just looked like somebody. Like, okay, what which areas can we still like cover with some blood, but still make him attractive? Oh yeah, let's put like a little bit of blood on that part of his nose that looks a little funky. Yeah, that hides <laughs> a little bit of his nose, but you know that's that's good. He still looks good. Um, Elsa gets El- stabbed like six times, but oh, yeah. not a single time in the face. No, she has, like, one bruise on her face the whole movie, and I feel like she got pounded so bad. Oh, that sounded bad. She didn't, <laughs> she didn't, get, pound, she didn't get pounded in the movie like that. She Not got, a Bond film. <laughs> um, no, in, in, out, out, <laughs> whatever Angela said earlier. Um, shout out to Angela. Um, 
Yeah, no, she gets like beaten up in the, in the first scene she's in kind of badly. And I think the whole movie, she only has like one bruise at the end that is not even a bruise, it's just like red on her, one of her cheekbones or her flawless face. And Simon Pegg, too. I feel that, I mean, he's and in he's a got car a flawless crash. Face. He doesn't have anything on his face. Like, he got like sweaty at one <laughs> point. That was about it. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, it's 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 whatever. I guess they use the whole um, budget for um, car crashes and stuff like that, and and the the flute gun, which I'm not mad about at all. That can happen every time in every movie. That was pretty cool. <laughs> so, what would you say are the biggest hits and the biggest misses from the film? If two things stand out to you, um. Well, I liked, uh, and this is like, it's like so not like story related, but I really liked all the locations in the movies. Like whenever I watch movies like this, it like Bond movies as well and the Mission Impossible, I feel like we get to travel to all these different like gorgeous locations and it's just, it's kind of cool. Like I, I love that they picked um, some in Europe and then Cuba and that was that was cool. Um and I liked Elsa. I liked how they I mean I'm sure they could have still like developed her even more. Um but I liked all the stuff that we talked about that she's not overly sexualized. She's she's tough but she's still feminine. Um she's a character of her own like she she wants to do what she thinks it's right. Um even when she brings all the info to um the British guy, um, and, and she's, like, pretty much, like, betraying Ethan, and he's like, yeah, no, you're doing your job. Like, she's doing her job. Like, she's doing what she thinks is right, and she's not thinking of her heart. Like, some um, movie shows that females are only capable of being in love and only doing that. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I would say... Oh, yeah, and the, the, the flute was pretty <laughs> bad. <laughs> I cannot say enough about that. Um, yeah, it was it was good. I also feel like, especially because I just rewatched the first one, it definitely got a lot better um, character-wise, story-wise. Yes, it's not a movie that you have to be really paying attention to and, and really trying to understand the death of the story and the characters, but it, it, the story itself was way more interesting than in the first movie, for instance. So yeah, that's more than two things, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> those are the things that I liked. The big miss for me was definitely the villain. Um, I was hoping that he was going to be, especially because he's supposed to be this really brilliant, powerful guy. Um, who is able to get all these people from different nationalities and create this one goal of chaos and controlling all of that and being super smart. I felt like he got beat pretty easily and he wasn't... He was creepy just because he looked creepy. But... I don't know. Like, he should have done... Like, maybe he... Even if he just, like talked really close to somebody all the time like i feel like the creepiest thing he did in the movie was just to stand there looking creepy in a turtleneck and maybe like grabbing elsa's face 
So I just wanted more. I wanted um, like Javier Bardem in uh, Skyfall. Odd, like weird guy, like missing teeth on and bond. weird, like, weird ass oh, wig. <laughs> gorgeous. <laughs> I gotta say, my biggest hit's probably the pacing of the film. It's so much easier to get through than like that first movie. Yeah. And you know, when you get to the point where you start to feel like maybe there should be an action scene coming up, then they hit you with one, but it ends before it gets too tiresome. Like usually car chases bother, uh, bother me in movies. Like I'm not a big car guy. So if it goes on too long, it's kind of like, all right, I get it. Like they're going to screech the tires and <laughs> One person's going to bump into somebody else, and, you know, there's not too many things that you can do in car chases, but yeah. this one kept my attention the whole way through, so that was kind of cool. Like, uh, probably pacing. Um, but my negative, it's almost kind of a positive. I don't know where they're going to go from here. Hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, this was already, this is the fifth movie, they're going to make a sixth one, and maybe that's going to be the last one, I don't know. But if they are, they've already done... You know, the IMF guy who's the mentor is the problem. They've already done the friend who's the problem. They've done the basically the clone with the second film where it's like he's the guy who is equal to you. Ghost Protocol's got the whole on-the-run thing. Yeah. Rogue Nation's got the on-the-run thing and the idea of the anti-IMF. So it's like, what the hell's next? They can't just do... Alec Baldwin's going to be bad or something <laughs> maybe i don't know and it's i like, don't know yeah so i kind of like i think that they almost shot themselves in the foot and they kind of should have almost done this as the last movie mm-hmm. maybe do like a, another movie to build up the syndicate and that would have been kind of cool but i guess you know i mean benefit of the doubt they might prove me wrong yeah but for now i'm not too sure so that's my my miss is speculation about the future i guess <laughs> One thing I did want to ask, and I was just thinking about it when you're talking about the pace. To me, I feel like it was kind of too long. It was two hours plus something long. And I don't know. Like, I I always drink soda in the movie. And I guess that's my fault. But at the end, I was kind of like, oh, my God, please. I just, <laughs> that's your end right now. I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm gonna die my bladder is gonna burst but I just kind of felt I don't I don't know if it's because they really wanted to pack all you know the car chasing and all those like action more like action sequences that it felt long at times but at the same time I was like it couldn't possibly end now like they still have stuff that they need to finish with you know but like to me I don't know like I'm kind of biased when a movie's too long like and two hours it's too long for me because i two hours and 11 minutes apparently yeah yeah i mean that's 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 a lot <laughs> see i'm the opposite i think that movies should be like eight hours long you're like, crazy <laughs> you're crazy i, I marathon things and like i loved going to the avengers marathon where they did iron man all the way up to avengers for 12 hours you know but that's cool because it's still like different movies like if it's the same movie for over a three... When is Caroline going to go to the bathroom? <laughs> I'm just Caroline's going to have to fill out a diaper. <laughs> no, you got to eat popcorn with your drink, so it absorbs some of it. No, but then, like, popcorn makes me even thirstier, and I have to drink more. But then and... you just eat more popcorn to counterbalance it. 
It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work <laughs> like that. I, 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 I can't, okay? I, you do that over and over until you reach the point where you just, like, pass out. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. I need a break. Like, movies shouldn't be that long. Like, I have a bad attention span as well. Like, please, like, cut to the chase. Like, don't... <laughs> oh, you should never watch 2001 A Space Odyssey. <laughs> oh, I have. Are you kidding me? I wanted to die. <laughs> I actually had to like watch it in three days because I couldn't just watch it in one sitting. It's like it's pretty I, rough. I can't. Yeah, so it's a, a, movie, a, yeah. a really good movie. Yeah, it really is. But I just I can't I can't do that. And some of my movies are two hours long. My favorite movies are two hours long. But still, like this is an action movie. Like I don't think he needs two hours and eleven minutes to explain a whole lot. So that was like one thing that I I didn't really like. Fair enough. Were you, like, bored at any points? I was just kind of like, okay, I get it. Like, they need to find this. Like, just go. Or, <laughs> oh, my God, another motorcycle? Like, come on. Like, you already, like, killed five of those guys. Like, move on. It's just kind of like, it needed, I feel like it could have been edited down a little bit. So... I think that kind of rounds us out. Um, uh, you know, it's not one of those movies that we can break down for hours and hours. But, uh, anything that you uh, haven't said that you want to touch on yet? Mm. Or sing about? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess Tom Cruise looks good. Like, I was kind of, when he's like, when he doesn't have a shirt on, like, he, he looked like he worked out like well nicely for this movie like i was kind of impressed I me mean, i i'm not a big fan of his but i was like oh okay you know he he, he got ready for this role that's looks good for 52 yeah he looks really good oh and i just want to point out that one other thing about elsa that i really liked was that she did not have tons of botox on her forehead so she still had expression lines and that was really really cool because i could actually tell if she was upset well, that would have been kind of funny if it would have been like, uh, you know, the whole uh, idea of the mask thing. And they're like, well, this is clearly a mask. Let's just take this off. And she's like, oh, no, that's my face. That's my face. It's just frozen like that with botulism. <laughs> All righty, guys. Well, that is it for our Rogue Nation review. Make sure you leave those comments below. Tell us what you thought about us and uh, any other thoughts you have on the Mission Impossible franchise, too. Go back, check out that For Real Movie Club if you want to hear more of our opinions about those movies. And um, I don't know what the next review point's going to be, but I know Fantastic Four is coming out, and that's mm-hmm. probably going to be atrocious. <laughs> so who knows? Maybe the next review point's going to be just all misses <laughs> everything with that movie um so if you bottom line have to give it a hit or a miss you giving it a hit i would say if you enjoy action movies i would say go watch it um it's not the very best action movie ever but it's entertaining and i feel like you know, it's it's a fun movie. You don't have to think about it. You can just go and watch, and it's fun. So, yeah, if you like those movies, go. I'm giving it a hit, too. And the same kind of reasoning. You know, you can't go into it expecting an Oscar film, but it's fun. It's got cool action scenes. It's, you know, not offensive in any way whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, so anything you want to plug before we say goodbye to everybody? Uh... 
well, guys, just make sure you're always checking Thing Boys Anonymous and check out my website, uh, CZOF as in face, X as in X ray dot com. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, just as she said, check out Fanboys Anonymous for all the things coming up soon. Whatever those other podcasts are, but even if there's not any podcasts coming your way, then there's always the articles and stuff like that. Follow the Facebook, follow the Twitter account. If you're listening to us right now on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to iTunes and Stitcher. If you're on either one of those and you haven't left your review yet, go and leave a review about us and subscribe to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash fanboysanonymous. And that's it for episode 17. So thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you at episode 18 or whenever we see you. But nonetheless, we are fanboys and fangirls and everything else like that. So we're sticking around. Adios, everybody.